An entitled Karen demands that I give my ice cream to her crying toddler. And after I refuse to do so, she goes off on me and makes a scene. Here's what happened. I'm a 25-year-old female and I had to travel to a city six hours away for college-related work. The trip was pretty tight. I had to leave on Thursday night by train and reach the city on Friday early morning. I was engaged in work till the evening and then had to take the train to get back home on Friday night itself. When I got to the train at about 10 o'clock, o'clock p.m. I still hadn't had dinner. And to be honest, I was completely exhausted. I just so happened to share my cabin in this train with this entitled Karen and her annoying spoiled child. There was around 30 minutes left for the train to start. So I went out of the train, quickly got some snacks and some ice cream and got back into the cabin. I decided to have the ice cream first because I obviously didn't want it to melt. The annoying toddler saw it and started asking for it. I just looked up at the mom expecting them to step in and tell their kid to stop. Instead, she starts barking demands at me, saying, give that ice cream to my son right now and buy yourself a new one. I was taken aback because she wasn't even requesting. She was literally demanding me to give her my ice cream. At this point, after the time I've had traveling all day and working, I was way too exhausted to deal with anybody's garbage from anyone. I continued having the ice cream and I told the woman, the shop is right out there and they have all the flavors. The toddler at this point starts screaming and crying loudly. And so to offset the noise, I just put my headphones in and listened to some music. The mom then started yelling at me and started calling me all types of names. She said stuff like, you're a brat. You're heartless for doing this to my child. You're trying to make me miss my train. And she went on like this over and over. Honestly, the other things that she said, I couldn't really hear because I put my music at full volume. I did not feel guilty about finishing the ice cream in front of a crying toddler because at the moment especially after she called me so many names I was pretty upset. Not gonna lie though, I felt bad for the kids sometime later and did briefly think of offering them some of my other snacks but I honestly just didn't want to engage in any form of conversation with this entitled Karen. The remainder of the journey was literally in utter silence. I told my boyfriend about this after I came back home and he thinks the entire situation is absolutely hilarious. My mom on the other hand was not happy about this. She was more shocked than angry because I have always been great with kids and she couldn't believe that I would do that to a kid even if the mom was annoying. But after some self-reflection and talking with other people, I've come to the conclusion that you know what? I didn't do anything wrong. I can also attest to the original poster that no, you didn't do anything wrong in this situation. What kind of parent would go up to a random stranger and demand their food when they themselves could easily get out of the train and go get it themselves? How entitled do you have to be to be able to do that. This original poster literally was running around all day trying to get stuff done. And the last little bit of happiness they had to look forward to, this entitled Karen tried to guilt trip them into giving to their toddler. All because they didn't know how to plan properly for a train ride. Because apparently this entitled Karen's lack of planning is somehow the original poster's emergency. So good for this original poster for standing up to this entitled Karen and refusing to cave in to their weird demands. Because if this entitled Karen really wanted to feed her child, she would have taken the time to make sure she planned for this instead of trying to shake down some random stranger for their food. Today, I messed up by lying to my sister about crashing her car. For context, my sister, who is on a vacation right now, recently bought a new car, which she let me use to go to my new workplace. So today was my first official day at this place. So naturally, I'm very nervous. I get up at 6 in the morning to get there by 8 o'clock. To clarify, I'm not really a morning person, but you gotta do what you gotta do, right? 
So I get up, do my whole morning routine, make breakfast, walk the dog, and everything else that I normally do before work. When I check my phone, it's 7.20 a.m., so there is still plenty of time left for me to get there. Or so I thought. I realized that when I checked the travel time, I forgot to account for morning traffic. So at this point, I'm almost late. I hurried along and ran to my sister's brand new car and prayed that I could get there in time. Luckily, nothing bad happens on the way there. But here is where I mess up. When I get to the gate, I have to press the bell so the gate guy can let me in. But I realize that I am just a little bit too far behind for me to reach the bell, so I get out of my car to press it. Easy, right? Well, not for me, because I forgot to put the car in park, and it remained in gear. So when I got out of the car, it slammed into the gate and messed up the front of the car. I panicked and decided to ignore the mess I made until I was done with work. All because this place doesn't allow you to use your phones, and I am already just a little bit late. Fast forward and I finished my first day and left my boss happy with my performance. The only thing left to do now is to tell my sister that I messed up her car while she was on vacation. Well, here's where I also mess up. I call her on the way back, and until this moment, I don't know why, but I decided to lie to her and proceed to make up this whole story on how some dude must have parked into it in the morning and didn't even leave a note after he hit her car. So naturally, after being told this, my sister gets super pissed off and calls literally everyone she knows that can help and wrote into every single group chat and posted photos online so we can get some sort of info about the culprit. I start to realize how bad I messed up by lying, but I just kept making it worse by sending her more photos and making up even more lies. Two hours pass since I have told her about the damage on her car when she calls me to go to the police station and file a report. This is when I realize that I have reached the dead end and I have to come clear. So I tell her what actually happened and naturally she is furious and speechless at the same time. I called her an hour later and she tells me how disappointed she is in me and how she won't ever trust me ever again. And after everything else, rightfully so. This is really rough because if you had just been honest from the beginning, she probably would have been okay with it. Instead of this just being a private matter where you're like, hey, I'll help pay for the damages to the front of your car, you decided, hey, let's lie so I can get out of this. When in reality, you basically put yourself in a cage and it was only a matter of time for you to realize just how trapped you really were. And your sister is 100% right to be upset at you at this moment. She wasted all of her time and energy trying to bring in everybody she's ever known into this situation so they can help look for somebody that doesn't exist. So this is definitely a lesson learned. It's better to tell the truth and own up to any mistake you made than to make up some ridiculous lie and then get caught in that lie. How do I tell my friends and family that I got back together with my ex who betrayed me previously? About a year ago, I broke up with my ex. I learned she had a secret friendship with her ex-boyfriend and she would call him several times a week on the phone. She was insecure and too weak to end their friendship, so she kept this going until I caught on. When I confronted her about it, she lied and gaslit me so much until finally telling me the truth about her ex. I broke up with her and I told all of my friends and family. They were shocked, of course, but they expressed that they think I could do better and that I clearly dodged something very toxic. I have been through several breakups in my life, and during this breakup, she was more remorseful than anything I had ever seen. I didn't tell anyone, but her and I continued a friendship for eight months. I really wanted to see her get healthy, and she made so many steps towards that. She went to therapy every week for those eight months and did a lot of self-reflection. I won't get into all of the details, because honestly, that's an entirely different story, but I have seen genuine change in her from when we previously dated. I dated during those eight months, but something just kept pulling me towards her. While we dated 
and after when we were just friends. I just couldn't shake this feeling that she was the one despite all of the drama. After a long friendship, we both came back together and realized we wanted to be with each other. We've been dating now for four months and everything is going quite well. The problem is, is that I haven't told any of my friends and family. None of them even know that we were friends and some of them think of her as a stain in my past. I still don't know if I'm ready to let my friends and family know, but how on earth am I going to tell them about this? What should I do? I think your life is your business, honestly, and if you've seen some serious change in this lady, then by all means, go for it and date her again. I think what you've explained in this story is exactly what you could explain to your friends and family should they question you on this relationship that you're picking back up. You can say that you've seen some serious changes and that you want to try making this relationship work again. Obviously, you can be cautious still and still have it in the back of your head, hey, this didn't work out the last time, but that doesn't mean that you can't have a healthy relationship and find some level of trust again. I also want to mention that both of you are close to 30 years old in this situation. And honestly, I don't think you have to explain anything to your friends and family. Not for the most part. They don't get a say in what you can and cannot do with your life. They are literally just side characters in your main story. And I think it's important to remember that whenever making decisions. Obviously, you don't want to do anything that would negatively affect them, especially when it comes to family. But even then, if everything else fails, it's really none of their business. They can certainly stand on the sidelines and have their own opinions. But at the end of the day, it's your life and you honestly make the decisions on what you want and don't want in your life. Today, I messed up by telling my best friend that I loved her and possibly destroying our relationship. I've been pretty lonely most of my life. I've only had a handful of actual friends, and even then, none of them are people I'd actually trust with any of my problems, save maybe my oldest friend. We met when we were 10 years old, and we're pretty close. We're able to trust each other with personal issues, that is, until she had to move for college a year ago, where some distance was created, but we chatted every other day. I formed a bit of a crush around 12 years old, and it honestly just got bigger and bigger from there. Though I did confess to her at one point, she wasn't interested, and we were just teenagers at the time. Thankfully, nothing really changed, including my feelings, despite how hard I tried to bury them. Now she's on break for a month or two, and she decided to come back here for a handful of weeks to catch up on things. We actually trust each other enough that we originally planned for her to stay at my place, but since I would be busy with college work, she didn't want to bother me. We meant to meet sooner, but I was stuck with the aforementioned work, so we ended up meeting today. It was pretty nice. I picked her up in my car, and we spent a lot of time together for several hours. We went to a movie, a restaurant, the arcade. Eventually, it got really late, so we got in my car so I could drive her back to her apartment. My friend was tired and very sleepy, to the point where she was zoned out in the passenger seat, and I genuinely thought she was asleep. I thought I had moved on, but apparently not. It was a pretty bittersweet moment, to be honest. Just driving on empty roads at night with the radio playing quiet music while she was sleeping next to me. I both wanted to grin so hard it would break my face, as well as burst into tears when I realized that I still loved her. I had to pull over for a second because I just couldn't stop looking at her. And in the heat of the moment, with me genuinely thinking she was asleep, I said I love you. I wasn't even sure I had said it, it was so quiet. But apparently I did, because she immediately shot up in surprise. I tried to backpedal, but there really wasn't anything to backpedal from that. 
She tried to say something, but she couldn't get the words out. I'm guessing just from the shock itself, but I doubt it was anything close to her agreeing that she loves me as well. Wishful thinking at best, to be honest. Afterwards, she just zoned out for the rest of the drive before silently getting out at her apartment building. I'm sitting in my car at an empty parking lot, and it's some ungodly hour of the morning as I type this all out. I'm really trying not to freak out because I just opened up a whole Pandora's box of garbage that hasn't been touched in nearly a decade since we were kids. Losing her as a friend will hurt a hundred times more since she is the only friend that I've ever actually been vulnerable around. I don't think she'll hate me. She isn't that type of person and is way too kind for her own good. But I'm really worried that I just damaged our friendship in a way that can't be really fixed. It was my responsibility to bury this stuff and I failed at that responsibility. Honestly, I wish I could rewind my life by about three hours and just kept my mouth shut because I'm pretty sure I just ruined my friendship. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I mean, talk about a really weird time to confess your love for somebody. You literally pulled off onto the side of the road, stared at her as you assumed she was sleeping, and said, I love you. Sorry, but that's just super creepy. You should have done this in a better setting, in a better situation, because this definitely looks super sketchy. And if I was in her situation, I probably would have silently looked out the window and hoped this car ride would end as well. So next time, maybe consider the timing of this kind of thing, because the way you went about doing it is completely all wrong, in my opinion. But despite how awkward the situation was, if she really is your friend, I don't think this is going to destroy your relationship. Friends do stupid and weird and awkward things around other friends all the time. And if she's anything like you've described, then she might be more understanding about what happened. You did at one point confess your feelings to her when you were both teenagers. And while, yeah, that was a long time ago, it can hopefully account for the way you're acting right now. And honestly, even if she does not feel the same way about you, it does not mean the end of your friendship. So hold fast, take a deep breath, and just see what tomorrow brings because you might be surprised it's probably not going to be nearly as awkward as you think it's going to be my roommate takes my snacks and food without saying anything and honestly it's starting to drive me crazy i'm in a shared accommodation with two other girls we are all students and this is a weird thing that's been happening that i really need some opinions on we have movie nights from time to time where we will either cook or order something to eat i usually bring along drinks or snacks for us to have as well once the night is done the leftovers i just put in the fridge on my side of the shelf for myself, but one of my roommates, who I will call Sarah, that's not her real name, will go into the fridge and help herself to whatever she needs without even asking me if it's okay for her to do that. The same thing happens with whatever snacks I may bring along on the day. 
Normally, I let it go, but recently something weirder has happened. We went for a hike as a large group and agreed for all of us to bring snacks. I drove all of us as she doesn't drive. I brought a whole bunch of things that I had cooked and also bought a bunch of chocolates and nice snacks from the shop. She brought a bag of popcorn and left it in the back of the car and didn't offer her food on the long drive to the hiking ground and spent the entire three-hour drive eating more than half of the things I had cooked all by herself. On its own, I didn't care that much, but the next day, she asked for a ride from the university back to our house and while in the car, she noticed that her popcorn was still in in the car in the back, along with a lot of my snacks and chocolates, all of which were left over from our hiking trip. She picks up a bag and puts all the snacks in it and says, oh wow, lots of snacks are left over. She fills the bag up with all of it, talks about how much she loved the different types of snacks I had gotten, and then when we arrive, takes the bag full of snacks and goes to her room. She didn't even ask if she could have all these snacks for herself, nothing of the sort. Instead, she just takes the bag and goes to her room. Is this normal? I don't want to be rude here and tell her off about the snacks, but I thought this was so inconsiderate to just take things without at least asking for them. I don't want to cause a hostile living environment for myself. Am I being the jerk in this situation? How do I communicate with her without causing a big issue or a fight? I'm stuck in this lease for another five months, so I need to communicate things without having a negative living environment. What should I do? It honestly sounds like your roommate is taking advantage of your kindness, and you really should talk to her about it and say, hey, that food was actually for me. I bought it, so it's still mine. Sure, you brought it as snacks for the whole group, but now that that trip is over, that food becomes yours again. It's not up for community grab anymore. And maybe they don't understand that. Maybe they thought, oh, this was snacks for everybody, so I can just raid it and have fun with it. Obviously, that's not the case, and they're clearly just taking advantage of that and saying, hey, I'm going to take it and run. So I think having an honest conversation the next time this comes up would really be helpful. I'm not sure there's anything you could do about the previous situation of them taking all your snacks and running to your room, but I definitely think there's ways you can bring this back up with your roommate and let her know, hey, I don't appreciate you taking my stuff without asking. And there's even a possibility here that your roommate might not know they're crossing a boundary. If they don't know they're doing something wrong that's bothering you, they might think this is okay. So explaining to your roommate that, hey, this is not okay, and that you would really prefer if they asked first before they start taking your food would probably go a really long way. Today, I messed up by telling my pregnant Catholic wife that I don't want to force our child into Catholicism. This happened minutes ago as I sit in the bedroom with my tail between my legs. My wife and I have been happily married for two and a half years, and we've been together for almost five. I am agnostic. That means that I believe in a God or a higher power, but I don't necessarily believe in any religion, but also don't discredit any religion. She was raised Catholic by both of her parents. I apologize in advance if anyone finds these words offensive or insulting. That is honestly not my intention. I would say she's not one that eats, breathes, and sleeps her religion. She stands strongly by her faith, but allows room for her own thinking. We almost never talk about religion, because we respect each other's beliefs, and that's that. Therefore, it's never been a point of contention. However, she's three months pregnant, which is bringing up the religion conversations. So far, my wife has said things like, I'm taking our child to Mass, getting it baptized, and it's going to Catholic school. I'm raising it Catholic. And overall, I'm generally just kind of like, whatever. And my attitude towards this is very relaxed because it's not my realm of expertise but lately it's been bothering me more and more again I don't have a problem with religion but from my perspective to force a religion on a child seems kind of selfish to me I do love the guidance it provides people but it's not for everyone
everyone. That's my take on it, at least. Today, during dinner, she brought up how she wants to get a child's Bible and read it to our baby each night. In response, I said, I would also like to read something to the child that details other religions as well, so it gets the chance to expand its horizons and think for itself. A bit of mommy's beliefs and a bit of daddy's mindset. That couldn't be harmful, right? I'd like for our child to make its own decision at some point on which religion it would like to follow. I thought this would go over fine, but nope, all hell broke loose. I did my best to explain this by using a dice as an example. If I put the dice in my hand and covered all sides except for the number one, I said, this is what you want for our child. You want to show them this one side, but it doesn't know that there are other sides that exist. Through life experiences, they'll learn the other five numbers, but it's now become so partial to the number one that it doesn't care what the other numbers have to offer. All I want to do is expose our child to all six sides and let it pick its favorite number. And I should have known better than to bring this up to my pregnant wife, but she basically said, nope, not happening. The child will be raised Catholic until it's a teenager and can make its own decisions on their religion and faith. She then basically said, don't ever talk to me about religion again and said that she wished she was never pregnant. I now feel so trapped and helpless regarding my child's development. As an agnostic, it really feels like garbage being looked down upon and not taken seriously by someone, especially my wife, that has comfort in their belief system. Apparently, I can't talk to my wife about it, so here we are, venting to a bunch of strangers. And honestly, I'm not sure what to do about it. This is a rough situation to be in because honestly, why did this conversation not come up before you had a child together? Like, both of you have very significantly different mindsets when it comes to religion, and you both have probably very different upbringings. Why didn't you decide, hey, this is the direction we're going to go with our child? I don't think talking to your pregnant wife, who's on the verge of having this child, is really the best time to try and have this conversation. But either way, I wish you the best of luck in getting this figured out, and hopefully there's not a lot of contention whatever you guys decide to do. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.